Comes out Suzuki, working in, right side, saved by Leonard, rebound, another stop Leonard. Puck into the slot, Toffoli shoots, stopped by Robin Leonard, and the rebound goes wide. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Owen Patrick comes in, drops it off, Howden shoots, he scores! The former Ranger! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Ryan Wallace, Darren Millard, Jared Justice. Is back inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the that's how excited he is because his woo is, is sometimes reserved uh, depending on the type of day that uh, Jared Justice is having. Today, totally different. Everybody has Jack Eichel fever as uh, we broadcast from T-Mobile Arena in Section 104. Uh, they get prepared the ice surface for the debut of the Vegas Golden Knights Center up against the Colorado Avalanche. Hockey is a very team-focused sport. It's all about the group. No I in team take it uh, all the way down the cliche list this evening we step outside that for uh, a large majority of this pregame show uh, and the vegas golden knights insider show because it will revolve around what is a top 10 player in the national hockey league playing his first game of the season coming off the uh, first uh, surgery of its kind by uh, for an nhl player and jack eichel makes his vegas golden knights debut this evening uh, and I assume that he'll take the center ice between Dodonov and uh, Pacioretty, and we will watch every shift. Very few times you go to a game where you're focused on one player and you're watching every shift of that player, and this was one of those occasions. I can think of Mario when he came back, uh, Sydney <laughs> when he came back, uh, some of those situations, Wayne in his last last game. This this is this is right up there for Vegas Golden Knight fans. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting and and to be honest, a, a little bit difficult at times. I think for me tonight, when it comes to intermission reports, when it comes to maybe the post game show, because uh, the the main focus for me tonight is is not so much on the process of the game. It's it's not so much on on what the outcome may be. It's going to be on really sinking my teeth into Jack Eichel and his first game in nearly eleven months, his first game for the Vegas Golden Knights, and. and you know what we're going to see the flashes of who this player is and what he brings to the table to a team that's already a Stanley Cup contender and there's that line that you will have to walk when evaluating Jack Eichel tonight between a player that hasn't played a National Hockey League game for 11 months a player that's uh, playing for his team for the first time playing with line mates for the first time playing under a system for the first time mm -hmm. and holding on to those expectations by the reins and not letting them get out of hand. And then on the other side of the line is top 10 player in the National Hockey League can beat you in multiple ways. He is a true game breaker. He can skate, he can be physical, and he can shoot the puck like we've never seen in, in the Vegas School of the Knights uh, side of it. Max Pacioretty would be similar in that side with, the, with his release. But when you talk about the whole package, the five-tool player comparison to baseball, mm -hmm. Jack Eichel is a five-tool player. 
uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. And when he skates tonight, he'll become the, the best skater that the Golden Knights have, have ever served up. And he's, he is different. Uh, they've been judged by lines in the past. They've been judged by uh, the sum of their parts in, in the past. Uh, Jack Eichel puts uh, a little bit of individual uh, part of it. And so the excitement of, of waiting to see that and anticipating seeing him something do something very special tonight uh, is opposite of trying to keep things in perspective, knowing it's his first game. And uh, I, I'm, I can't tell you uh, that I'm sorry, but I'm firmly on the, on the side of I cannot wait to see him do something that Jack Eichel can do and nobody else can. Yeah, I, I think that that's kind of where I'm at too. This is one of those situations for me where I, I come into this game uh, mid-February, 82-game regular season. This is probably as excited as I've been for a regular season game that's in, uh, quote-unquote, the dog days of the mm. NHL season because you have Jack Eichel, all that he brings to the table. You have all these different factors, not to mention the fact that it's Colorado Avalanche. You've got Nathan McKinnon, Kale McCarr, Gabe Landeskog. Like, there are so many big-time players in this game tonight, and, and for the first time in the Golden Knights history, they have a top 10 player in their lineup. They've got a guy that when everything comes down to it at the end of the night, he's the best player on the ice. And and that's with respect to Nathan McKinnon Mm. in this lineup. Jack Eichel can take the puck and go coast to coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mark Stone can do that. We've seen Riley Smith and William Carlson do that. We've seen Shea Theodore do that. But Jack Eichel is a guy where you give him the puck and you say, hey, go take it the end of the ice. Everybody else is, if it's if it's there, yeah, go for it. If things open up and they present itself, yeah, take a shot. Try and beat a couple of guys. Eichel's different. Eichel, you encourage that uh, side of it. And the, the power play, my eyes will be as big as dinner plates the first time that they yep. get a power play yep. uh, and and watching what he can do with the likes of Max Pacioretty on, on the other side and what uh, what Darcy Kemper has to do uh, in, in goal for the for the Colorado Avalanche because of you have to respect both shots uh, there's there's so many different areas of, of Jack's game and managing expectations is part of this and that's that's the hockey club's job is to manage those expectations and not put too much on tonight uh but as a fan as a hockey fan i i'm gonna sell out tonight and i i'm gonna i'm gonna watch like this this is an important hockey game mm-hmm. for both teams yeah but for vegas they want to reel in colorado they've had hopes that they, they got to win the next couple of games uh, in the next two weeks against colorado and and, and win those four points uh you have a, a vegas golden knights team that is now because of uh, last night's result by calgary is outside of first place mm-hmm. behind the, the Calgary Flames. You have a team that's trying to bounce back from its most uh, lopsided decision of the year a few days ago, but still. There's a lot of parts that add up to this being a very important game for the Vegas Golden Knights, but it's, it's, a, it, it's big, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't weigh as much as the Jack Eichel factor. No, I mean, the, the biggest storyline going into and coming out of this game is going to be Jack Eichel. And, mm. and that's really kind of on it's its own topic. It's its own uh, situation that we're going to be, to be discussing. And that is 
ancillary to whatever the outcome of this game is going to be. Uh, because you you understand that there's going to be a little bit of rust. You understand that it's going to take Jack some time to get back to the level he was at prior to his injury. But what you're looking for here tonight are the building blocks for that, right? You're looking at how does he look after 11 months off? How does he look after the rehab? How does he look with this Golden Knights team that he's been practicing with? How does for? he look after he takes his first hit? And that too. Yeah, that's that's going to be an aspect of it. Like how Jack handles contact, what that looks like. And you know what? I, I think for, for a lot of fans in this situation too, a lot of Golden Knights fans that have an understanding of how good Jack Eichel is based on what they saw a couple of times over the course of four years, now you get to really hone in on the player and the skill set and how that fits within this team. This is the most anticipated debut in Golden Knights history outside of the first game. And why I can say that over Max Pacioretty's first game with the Golden Knights, uh, why I can say that over Mark Stone's first game with the Golden Knights is because of the lead-up to this. Those guys were acquired. Pacioretty right at the start of the season and then had to quickly get over here mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in, to, to kick off that, that campaign. Mark Stone was a trade deadline acquisition. Came over here. You, they, we couldn't wait to watch Max, Max Pacioretty, former captain of the Montreal Canadiens, play for the Golden Knights. Mark Stone, uh, I was here that night and, and I knew what Mark Stone could bring to this team. I was also aware that he's a player that you have to watch in person to mm-hmm. fully appreciate. Yeah. Uh, when when he stepped on that ice and did some of the things that people had never seen from somebody to be able to take pucks away from the other team that night against the Florida Panthers uh, in the first of the trade deadline, uh, I, I, I was so excited for the fans of, of Vegas. But tonight, you're going to see the the work from three months of rehab off of the first surgery of its kind for an NHL player, an artificial disc replacement uh, surgery. We've had three months and a couple of days to think about this and watch his progress from that one camera video, piece of video from North Carolina where he, he took his first steps in, in the, when we saw him in his Golden Knight gloves and, and his kit to when he showed up and, and skated in practice with the Golden Knights, but in the red non-contact sweater, to finally skating with the white jersey with, with Max Pacioretty and Evgeny Dodonov. We've watched the process play out, and over the last three months, anticipation has built and built and built to the point where we approached that three-month window, and it started to become real. He's going to do it. He's going to be activated. Beginning of the week, it did. And tonight, we get to see the, the payoff and, and the real deal. Uh, it is going to be a fun to witness tonight, but also the final uh, 33 games after tonight for this regular season to see how he wins over this crowd. And they're already on board, mm-hmm. but how he, how he, he captures their uh, fascination for what he can do with his shot and his skating, his body and his his hockey sense and his hands. Uh, I think I think it's uh, it's. I'll put it another way. Jack Eichel is a top ten player, but I would say ninety eight percent of the people in the building tonight. Same for 
listening on on Fox Sports Las Vegas, never watched a complete Jack Eichel game from start to finish outside of when he played the Golden Knights. Yeah. Tonight, he does that. They will watch that, and I can't wait to see what the reaction is when he does something special. Yeah, it, and I think that's that's really where where I'm intrigued after the game. The conversation surrounding Jack Eichel, his debut, this game, what that's going to look like on the post-game show. Like I, again, I haven't looked forward to a regular season game in, in quite the same way that I'm looking forward to this one tonight. And I, I think the same could be said for a post-game show because I, I re- genuinely think that if you're going to this game or you're watching this game on TV or you're listening to this game on the radio, clue in every time you see or hear Jack Eichel's named mention or anytime you see him on the ice because you're going to see something that you haven't seen from a Golden Knights player before. And it's an ability to do different things, utilize skill sets in so many unique ways to impact the game. And, you know, you mentioned Mark Stone and, and, and how watching Mark Stone in person really gives you a greater appreciation for just how good Mark Stone is. And then you put into context that Jack Eichel is better. Is, is, is just a just a, a much more dynamic a player. more dynamic player that is is capable of doing things that not many other people that play this game professionally in the NHL can do and I'm not sure it's fair that I'm putting on all this hype about his debut yeah, you could do whatever you want because he has been off hasn't played in a national hockey league game in 11 months hasn't played a full season in a couple of years because of, of what's uh, what's going on in and around the league and the pandemic. Is that all fair to put on him? Probably not. But it doesn't prevent me from uh, or cause me to hold back because of his skill set. His hands may not be there. The, the, the pace of the game, especially playing Colorado, uh, may be uh, just... Uh, blinding at times for him uh, for the first period or the first 12 minutes of the game. There's a lot of reasons why tonight will just be a small step in in the progression and arrival of, of, of Jack Eichel, but because he can shoot the way he does, because he can pass the way he does, he still thinks of himself as a setup guy. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's that blows me away because he's got such a dangerous shot. But there's there's all these different elements of, of his game that you might see a little bit of each one of them tonight. May not be perfect, probably won't be perfect. Boy, if he if he was great tonight. And I'm calling for I'm, I'm calling for a for a for a nice night from him. Mm-hmm. Uh we'll we'll chat about. I'm holding that on to the for the pregame show. Okay. Uh, just after 6 o'clock, and I'll, I'll I'll drop that one on you what what my like stat prediction is for him. But there's a, there's a lot of reasons why this shouldn't be a big points night for him. But there's also his blunt skill mm-hmm. that allows you uh, in so many different areas uh, that that allows me to think that there could be something pretty cool happen at T-Mobile Arena. You know, I, I don't know where where I fall on what my expectation is for Jack in this game from a points perspective. Like I I haven't allowed myself to get there yet. I haven't really sat back and, and thought too much about it, but I do think he's going to be really good tonight. Like I just, there's something about Jack Eichel, big time situation. And there's, 
you know, for, for a regular season game, it doesn't get much bigger than this. Mm-hmm. You've got the Colorado Avalanche in town. You've got two teams that, that absolutely punched each other in the mouth all last season for top spot in the league going at it. A Colorado team that is incredibly dynamic, that has had a phenomenal season. A Golden Knights team that has gone through a lot of adversity to get to this moment. It's national television. You talk about all the firepower in this game tonight. Like, this is a big game. It's a big game on 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 that level. It's a huge game in the career, in the context of, of Jack Eichel's career. I, I, ex- I like As much as I want to temper my expectations mm. on what I, I expect out of Jack tonight, like, this is a game built for the legend of Jack Eichel, right? Like, this is a game built for the player he is, rising to the occasion, coming out and doing something phenomenal. One of those, at the 10-year anniversary of the Vegas Golden Knights, when we compile our, our greatest VGK moments, what are the top 50 moments in, in VGK mm-hmm. history yep. at, at the 10-year mark? Yep. That Jack Eichel's debut will be on that list yeah. in, in some regard, based on how you forecast, like, you, you seize this moment and you go out there and you put a couple of points on the board and you you, uh, you stare down the opposition that's having a, an all-world season in the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, it's it's also going to be fun to watch how he works with Pacioretty mm-hmm. and Dodonov, yeah. uh, how how he his wind is. I, I think his wind will be fine uh, because he's had so much practice time with the team. Yeah. Uh, speed of the game will be an, an, an adjustment, even for a player like him in the early going. I don't, I don't see that as a, as a, as a real hindrance after the first uh, couple of uh, uh, minutes of, of the game. Uh, but this, this will certainly be uh, a game in which the Colorado Avalanche are talking right now in their, in their pregame on the power play. Looking going, okay, where Jack Eichel will be here. Keep an eye on Pacioretty over here. Uh, see what they do uh, with uh, with those two players, but they'll also be talking about Jack Eichel may have been out for a while, but we remember what he was like, and and he can beat you in a multiple uh, different ways. Yeah, I I think that you know when you're the Colorado Avalanche coming into this game, you have to respect that Jack Eichel is every bit Jack Eichel. Right? Yeah. You have to like the the objective for the Avalanche coming into this game is shut down Eichel, Pacioretty, and Dodonov. Like, that's going to be the line that you have to focus in on. And, you know, that's what I, I think I, I, I like about kind of the approach to the lineup for Pete DeBoer and how he's kind of balanced out the top three lines of the Vegas Golden Knights. And also, I mean, you look at the fourth line, you get a couple of, of former first-round picks, you get a second overall pick in Nolan Patrick. Like, the depth of this team is is pretty astounding. And, and you know, like – I'm, I'm, I'm looking at tonight as kind of one of those full display type situations. And we haven't had many of those this season where the Golden Knights come into a game with uh, as, as close to a healthy lineup as you could possibly get. Still don't have Mark Stone here. Still don't have Martinez. Still don't have White Cloud. But top or Leonard. End, or Leonard. Yeah. Top end skill right now, even without Mark Stone coming out of the lineup, top end skill got better for the Golden Knights. Don't, don't you feel bad? that Mark Stone's not going to be out there from mm-hmm. yeah. a pure emotion point of view. Like Jack Eichel, if he scores yeah. or, or makes a play tonight, uh, Mark Stone, you, you just look for him and oh. see what kind of reaction there would be from Mark Stone. Uh, that's my only regret about tonight. And with all due respect to, to Zach and, and Alec and, and Robin, is, is Stone just not being on the ice and partaking in and being so involved 
in Jack's success and his debut. Uh, and Jack's debut tonight would probably be comparable in only one way is of, of Mark coming over midseason at the NHL trade deadline. Yeah. Again, we didn't have the lead up to it, but uh, but everybody wondering wh- who is this player that uh, that we just acquired and signed this extension to, and being able to see him in person. And he was he was so great that night, running on uh, adrenaline against the Florida Panthers. Uh, I I if I could change one thing, it would be having Mark Stone out there tonight for this game. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, especially when you consider the fact that those two guys would likely be on the same power play unit. Mm-hmm. You consider the fact that if that were the case, the Golden Knights were able to come come through where Jack's first point, first goal, whatever it is, came on the power play, Mark Stone on the ice. Just the, the sheer excitement and expressive nature of Mark Stone kind of in that moment. It, it feels like we're robbed of that, and, and that's, you know, again, it remains to be seen what's going to happen tonight, but that, like, I'm, I'm right there with you. Mark Stone and his emotion should be in this lineup. It's a bounce-back game for Vegas. It's a, a big debut for Jack Eichel, and it's another situation where the Golden Knights are without some key players in their lineup. Uh, we'll get into all of that. We'll also uh, let you hear from Pete DeBoer, Alex Petrangelo, uh, regarding uh, the Jack Eichel debut tonight as they spoke to the media uh, earlier today. But up next, Jack Eichel is a top 10 player in the National Hockey League. What kind of company does he hang out with in that category, on that list? We'll give you the VGK top 10 players in the National Hockey League. And then you can debate the players that maybe should be on that list or who we consider Jack Eichel to be a notch above. It's interesting to see both who he's alongside and who we we considered him to be a step above. It's the VGK Insider Show, live from T-Mobile Arena, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. It's going to be awesome for sure. We've all uh, been waiting for that for, uh, for a little bit. We all know... Uh, how special he can be and how good of a player he is. So um, it'll be fun to see that for sure tonight. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think partly we haven't played in a while, so it's exciting to get back. Uh, less practicing, more games. And uh, it's ex- I think we're excited for him. Obviously, we know what he can do on the ice. I think it's been a long time. He's been waiting for this opportunity uh, to get back out there. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. And Nick Waugh and Alex Petrangelo talking about the debut of Jack Eichel tonight. So the Golden Knights are, are they're chomping at the bit to play tonight because they haven't played in a week. Mm-hmm. Imagine what Eichel, then, then do the comparison <laughs> to Eichel, who hasn't played in 11 months and has been uh, practicing here in, in Vegas for a month and a half getting ready for this one. Darren Lard along with Ryan Wallace uh, here at T-Mobile Arena, Section 104. Uh, time to talk uh, a little bit about what's going to be happening in the rink. We've got our top 10 players in the National Hockey League to come, but uh, uh, from the uh, High Lounge, Tommy Apolito uh, here, uh, the general manager, you... Uh, you doing anything special tonight up there in, in Hyde to get ready for Jack Eichel's debut? We are. We have a pretty cool promotion going on tonight. We, uh, we've had this date circled for, for a while. You know, we knew we had to do something for his return. So we're going to give away a Eichel jersey tonight. Nice. And uh, have some good specials up there. So basically the premise behind it, you buy a, buy a draft Dawnbreaker, you get a free shot of Pink Whitney, and you get a raffle into into the drawing to win the jersey. So a beer and a shot for nine bucks pregame. Get it? Nine. Nine. Number nine. So nine dollars pregame, you get a you get a twenty four ounce draft beer, 
free shot of Pink Whitney and the raffle ticket in. Then after puck drop, it goes to 15. But same deal, free, free mm. Pink Whitney shot and the raffle ticket. I wish he was wearing number four. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and I'm glad yeah. he's not wearing right, number 63. Right. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Like uh, Dodonov. <laughs> Leave it to Darren every single time. It's ridiculous. So, like, when when you when you talk about like we think about tonight and and just you know the the importance of Jack Eichel getting in the lineup, all that, and and what it, it might do, kind of like for the foot for the foot traffic, and especially now that we know uh, you guys up in Hyde are, are going to be doing um, a, a giveaway here at the end of the night. Like, what are you what are you hopeful to see as far as as far as foot traffic tonight? through intermissions and pregame all that yeah we're, we we're sold out and we're seeing ticket requests all the way till now yeah. hey can i get tickets can i get a table mm-hmm. now we're we've been sold out for for a couple a couple of days now right um anytime there's a big game like this flurry's return for instance the foot traffic up there increases exponentially people are excited to get to the rink early they come up in pregame so i see tonight as no different even if we weren't doing the promo, we would expect just, uh, you know, there's a certain buzz walking into the arena today. There was a, a buzz, you know, that that hasn't been here. Um, so it's exciting. It's going to be it's going to be an electric night, I believe. How many of these promotions would you do during the course of a year? We try to ke- we try to keep things fun up there, you know, mm-hmm. try to give a little bit extra to the fans. Um, we try to do one a month or so. Yeah, um, we try to be creative with things so things don't get stale. But we're always um, into making the fan experience the best it can, best it can be. So, you know, you could buy a beer anywhere on the concourse, right? But you don't have a chance to win an Eichel jersey. So, uh, we we just like to keep things upbeat up there and and uh, keep pressing along. Hyde Lounge is the place to be tonight at T-Mobile Arena. What what are you noticing kind of from fans like when it comes to these types of promotions? What what do they like? What are what are what are you seeing kind of the most return on in in, in just the different aspects you you try to utilize? Yeah, um, people like free stuff, right? Yeah, so exactly. we always try to try to throw in the free shot. Pink Whitney, Brian Rose has been a been a great partner of ours, you know, from from the inception of Pink Whitney. Mm-hmm. So uh, and of course Seven Five Brewing with the Dawnbreaker. So we try to push our partners products with the promo um but yeah when you throw in a free shot and discount the price a little bit and then throw in the jersey on top of it um people love it people love things like that uh tommy from the hide lounge is up here and uh, he's chatting with us in section 104 before he gets to work and the doors open and uh they have a big party up uh, up there on jack eichel's debut you, you mentioned you're sold out tonight but that's just the the seats that are watching the game like people come come up there and, and have a drink and yeah all partners. our all our tables are sold out anybody in the arena can come up without any special ticket or anything just come in the front doors take a right or left to the elevator lobbies take it up to five and you walk in the hide so it's a great place to come pregame dj's playing great music it's a bunch of fans up there mingling before they head head down to their seats and it's just just a fun place to come and uh pregame before the game but yeah that's, that's probably the biggest misconception that we've battled since day one mm-hmm. is that people think they need something special to, well it's so spectacular to, it, is, it really I, is. I think i don't belong i yeah. gotta have a special Spe- plastic in there actually i still have a bone to pick with you last time i came on <laughs> 
I've been saving my best table for a concert for you, Ooh. and the text never never has come oh, through. Oh, I'm, I'm, it's coming. Okay. I, okay. I'm, I'm saving it sure. for something really okay. good. Okay, like, good. I, I, I don't want to, um, with all due respect to the, the different performers that have come through, I've got my eye on something. Okay. I'm waiting for something Perfect. because there's a tour that's supposed to loop back, and Ooh. my wife and I are big fans. So Done. Uh, it, we will be all over that. Okay, so, awesome. Because uh, uh, I've got your card in the fridge. The perfect. And my wife always says, when are we doing that? I said, I, so okay. don't, don't worry about it. Uh, do you have to put on an extra staff? Do you have to bring an extra staff for tonight? Or No, we, we pretty much staff the same for every game. Uh, we can, yeah, we, the extra business our, our current staff can handle. So mm, there's no extra good. need. Right, exactly. We luckily, knock on wood, you know, as part of an operator, staffing is probably one of the biggest challenges, right? Yeah. We have close to zero turnover up there. There's Really? There's been, yeah, pretty much everybody. Even through uh, the pandemic? Yeah. Every, wow. Everybody came back. Yeah. Um, zero turnovers, luckily. We've had turnover on this show. Like Chapman's <laughs> gone to the south <laughs> right. of France. Exactly. And, 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 exactly. and you're able to keep on going. Um when you uh, when you plan something uh, like this, uh, is it a staff decision like the Eichel jersey, the shots, the nine dollars uh, uh, with the with the beer? Uh, who comes up with that? You're the brain. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of it? kind of the brains behind it. Then I uh, uh, get with my staff and see what they see what their input is. Bartenders, because the bartenders right are on the front line. They they know what people really want and and what's going to work and what's not going to work. This one was a little challenging because. We only had two days because we didn't know until Monday right. he was officially playing. And luckily, you know, McCrimmon came out and said that, you know, he is playing Wednesday. So we, we went in the fast gear and we knew we had to move quick to get all the graphics and everything in place. So kind of just from a curiosity standpoint, if, if that information didn't come out until yesterday, like how prepared were you in, in that event that if you got – 12 hours notice, 24 hours notice, you'd still be able to, to knock something out like this. Yeah, we were we were ready to pull the trigger quick because okay. right when they started talking about Stone going to LTIR and Eichel probably being activated, we had all the graphics ready. We were just waiting for the official word to, to pull the trigger on everything. So people, uh, the tables are sold out, but people can still come up and, and partake. Uh, give us the, uh, the 411 on how people can come in the building and get up there. Yeah, so the easiest way pregame is you 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 come in through the front doors. You take a left or right to the east suite or west suite elevator lobbies. You take it up to five, and you literally walk right in the hide. It's it's probably the easiest easiest pregame activity you can find in the arena. Same thing with um, with intermission. And if you haven't been to hide during intermission, you have to come up. It's it's something you have to see and experience. And uh, we have, we have the east and west elevator lobbies, and then we also have a staircase on the fourth level concourse right below us that people can walk up the stairs from, from the fourth level. And it's like going into another world at the intermissions. It is. It is. It's, it's high energy, fast paced, DJs cranking out good music, and it's just it's such a fun atmosphere that you can't find anywhere anywhere in the world, really. We're the only venue kind of quite like, quite like this. And we have a lot of people that come up during intermission. And they just don't go back down to their seats. Mm-hmm. They hang out at the bar, watch it on TV. They they just get caught up in the fun and, and uh, excitement up there. And that's how we know we're doing a good job, right? If people come up and don't leave, that that's a testament of what we're doing. And what's the special again? Okay, so pregame, $9, Jack Eichel, number nine. You get a, buy a Dawnbreaker for 9 bucks. you get a free shot of Pink Whitney. 
and you get a raffle into the drawing to win the Jack Eichel jersey. Nice. After puck drops, it's the same thing, but it goes up to 15. Okay. And is it like old school raffle where I get to write my name down with a pen? Or is it? <laughs> we, have, I, we, have, we have a great graphic design team. So we have uh, these special, special main raffle tickets. Nice. So we post the winner on our Facebook and Instagram page, um, start of the third period. So you can go back down to your seats, and there's no need to come back up to see if you win. Mm-hmm. Go to our Facebook or Instagram page, and we post the winning ticket right there. Opportunity to win a Jack Eichel jersey just by going up to Hyde, having a, a beer and a shot, and you're in. I don't think that there's anything better that, that you can possibly ask for or do in, in the lead-up to the game, during the game. Uh, you you know, Tommy, I, I've been up to Hyde. I've spent a lot of time in Hyde over the course of, of a few hockey seasons, and I, I think that you know, given the fact, Darren, that this is a national game, you should uh, you should at least get up there for a Jen little bit. Jen and I go up there and hang out? Yeah, I think we will. I, she'll think I'm a wheel, too. That'll be good. Well, I mean, yeah, you should be. Well, yeah, of course, she's been married to me. Enough we'll, we'll, to, uh, we'll roll out the not. red carpet. You'll, uh, <laughs> you'll be the man. <laughs> uh, Tommy, thanks for doing this, uh, pal. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's always fun to come on. Uh, and whenever you've got these promotions, make sure you let us know. I and, appreciate uh, it. We'll, we'll pass along to the, uh, to the, to the people. Awesome. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, when we continue, the top ten players in the National Hockey League, uh, which Jack Eichel is included on that list. So who's left off? Who do we consider Jack Eichel to be a non- above we've got that plus the play of the day as we broadcast live from t-mobile arena jack eichel's debut is coming up on the vgk insider show on fox sports las vegas yeah people like him uh they do everything at a high speed high level and uh when he has the puck he's making plays at that you know full speed so he can change the pace of the game however he wants um you know, I know it's just practice, but you can you can see the skill level in the hockey students come out when you do these drills. Uh, for me, uh, is skating. I knew he was a good skater, but when you, you look at him, he looks like it's so easy. He's going so fast, so a uh, really good skater. But obviously, uh, his shot is uh, of the charge. He's really good, so uh, looking forward to see it. This is the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Now back to Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Those are the comments from Alex Petrangelo and Nick Waugh on Jack Eichel, who makes his Vegas Golden Knights debut tonight. The second overall pick in the draft, uh, right behind Connor McDavid, uh, enters the Western Conference against the Colorado Avalanche, who have been on just a heater as of late. I, I'm like Nick Wide. I like hearing him say uh, those comments about Jack Eichel talking about skating. And then you get to a shot. Because every time I, I try to nail down something that I like the most about Jack Eichel, mm-hmm. another area pops into my head and I have to talk about that. And then it ends up into being a, a, a five minute soliloquy. <laughs> You're used to five-minute yeah. soliloquies. It, yeah. it happens quite often with you. But, yeah, I, I I think that you can get caught in a real rabbit hole every time you start to think about what is most impressive in Jack Eichel's game. We have talked at length since the acquisition of Jack Eichel how he is going to become the Vegas Golden Knights' best skater because of all the different elements that he brings to the game. High-end, hands, world-class shot, speed, hockey sense, and the ability to make plays in small spaces. We've declared him to be a top 10 player in the NHL. But what does that mean? To put it into context, the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show came up with a consensus top 10. 
We will give that to you right now. And this is in no specific order. We're not going to get down to that. But run through the Golden Knights Insider Show top 10 NHL players. All right. In no particular order, except for the fact that if there were multiple players on a certain team, I we kind of kept things together. So number one, Connor McDavid. Mm-hmm. Number two, Leon Dreisaitl. Number three, Austin Matthews. Number four, Nikita Kucherov. Number five, Andre Vasilevsky. Number six, Victor Hedman. Number seven, Sidney Crosby. Number eight, Alex Ovechkin. Number nine, Nathan McKinnon. And number 10, Jack Eichel. Not in any order, but it does jump out to me. I just realized there's three Tampa Bay players. Yes. On on that top 10, which gives you an idea of uh, why they've won back-to-back Stanley Cups. Uh, A couple of Oilers, uh, Austin Matthews. uh, So in and around that that draft uh, window uh, between McDavid and Eichel and Matthews, uh, there's there's uh, some world-class players on the list. So we're putting Jack Eichel in the same group as a top 10 player in the National Hockey League with Connor McDavid, with Austin Matthews, with Andre Vasilevsky, uh, with Nathan McKinnon, who you'll see tonight. That's impressive on its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what's more jarring and more attention-grabbing is the players that are not in a list that includes McDavid, Eichel, Matthews, Hedman, Alexander Ovechkin. Some of the players that that were left off the list. And this is where this is where you go, wow. <laughs> I'll, I'll mention a couple right now. Okay. Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. Vying for a scoring title with the Florida Panthers. And he's not in our consensus top 10 his teammate Sasha Barkov yep Selkie trophy winner mm-hmm. not in our top 10 Kale McCarr who I spoke with Paul Coffey last week uh, uh, on the Chirp podcast he's like he's gonna win a bunch of Norris trophies okay. it, it might be one of those uh reasons why somebody like like Chris Pronger only ever won two Norris trophies because mm-hmm. he happened to play in a window with Nick Lidstrom yeah and you, you wonder back, how can an, an MVP, a Hart Trophy winner like Chris Pronger, only ever win two, Hart, uh, two Norris trophies? I asked that question because Chris Pronger asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> he wonders how he only, he only won two Norris trophies. But Cale McCarr could be that, that dominant player that just uh, wins the award for a bunch of years uh, in a row in, in a cycle. He's not in that top ten list. His teammate, Nazem Kadri, having a career year. That may never be replicated by him, but has always been thought of as a really good player, but now has taken it to another level. He's not on that list. So the players that are left out makes Jack Eichel's inclusion in our consensus top 10 even more impressive. Yeah, I mean, you you know, you know, can even like look at, at a player that two years ago probably would have been right smack dab in the middle of it, Patrick Kane, right? Like, you're talking about, some upper echelon elite players in this league that, you know, for Sidney Crosby and, and Alex Ovechkin, they've been doing it year after year after year, just dominant, dominant players in this league. And then you've got the young in, infusion of talent with Austin Matthews and Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid. But, you know, it, 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 it's intriguing in that 
there are a lot of players that that are kind of on that cusp. There are a lot of players in that like 11 to 20 range that might have a top 10 season. But you know, like in the case of Jonathan Huber, though, like right now, this is a top 10 season right. for sure. But when you look at Jack Eichel and his inclusion into the top 10 mix, he's capable of top 10 seasons season after season after season. And, and I think that's kind of where you start to really mix, uh, like, like parse through all of the different ideas of, of what makes a top 10 player. Uh, the ability to do this consistently is where it's at. And for Jack, before he got hurt, was on that path to being that guy, no doubt about it. Johnny Goudreau is a great example yeah. of what you just said. Yeah. Has had really good years in the past mm-hmm. and has challenged for Art Ross trophies as, as leading scorer. Yeah. And then has had battled a couple of inconsistent seasons and now is back on top of his game playing as, as, as good as ever. Steven Stamkos, yeah. I struggle with that one. Top 10 player, he's playing great right now. Yeah. But last couple of years, even with the, with the Cops, he wasn't the go-to guy. Nikita Kucherov is on that team. And I'm not sure you can put four Tampa Bay players uh, on, on your consensus top ten. Patrick Kane, same thing. Yeah. Has been – he was a top five player at one point. And part of it is the team's not great right now. Yeah. But yeah. that's probably the one that I battle with the most was, was Patrick Kane. But I, I, I can't put him in there right now because I don't know who I'd take off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I look at the, the list that we have, and, you know, I'm not going against Andre Vasilevsky, best goaltender in the game. That has to count for something, mm-hmm. right? Um, Victor Hedman, best defenseman in the game. Like, I would be more inclined right now, um, instead of looking to include Patrick Kane, of looking to include, say, a Kale McCarr or, you know, maybe even an Adam Fox. But for me, like, with Kale McCarr, I, I need to see more. I need to see maybe another season or two of the dominance that he has had so far in this league in order to get him into that top 10 category. But, you know, again, like, you know, even uh, Andre Kopitar at one time, right? Like at one time, Andre Kopitar, you can look Kopitar at... Kopitar and Malkin. Yeah, 100%. And, and those are two really good examples of elite players that might have had, with Malkin, more top 10 seasons. But... They're just they're they're outside that that group looking in. So we all know Kopitar, we know Malkin, we know Stamkos, we know Johnny Gaudreau, and ladies and gentlemen, we're saying Jack Eichel is a step above that. Some context for you as we run down our list of consensus top ten players in the National Hockey League, and Jack Eichel is part of that group, and he makes his Vegas Golden Knights debut tonight at T-Mobile Arena. Our number two of the VGK Insider Shows coming up as we broadcast from Section 104 of Fox Sports Las Vegas. On the left side, Stone to the right, back in front, they score! Tic-tac-toe to Donov, back to Stone! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for our number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Theodore finds Wah in the slot, but overtime hero against Montreal, sets it up for Theodore, he scores! Vegas wins in overtime! Shea Theodore, the hero! From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios and live at LBSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. From Section 104 T-Mobile Arena, the rehearsals uh, winding down at the castle 
and the Fortress as the Golden Knights and the Vegas Golden Knights Entertainment Group uh, get ready for Jack Eichel's debut in a VGK sweater. Darren Millard, uh, along with Ryan Wallace, we're getting uh, excited about uh, what's going to happen and occur tonight on national television and on Fox Sports Las Vegas as the Golden Knights' uh, much-talked-about heralded acquisition in early November steps out of the ice in uniform for his first game with his new team. It's going to be awesome. I, I, I'm counting down the minutes. Uh, it, it seems like time is at a standstill right now, even though, you know, fun first hour. Darren, you brought your A game. Um, I, I just I can't wait for 7 o'clock. I can't wait for puck drop. I cannot wait to see Jack Eichel in his first game for the Vegas Golden Knights. Wouldn't it be great if he did something like Mario? <laughs> goes down and scores uh, on Pete Peters in his in his first shift uh, with his team. Mario did that uh, back in 1984. I still don't understand why what Pete Peters was doing on that play, but it was a it was a golden deke uh, by Mario Lemieux in his first shift. Uh, I don't know whether we'll see something like that tonight uh, against the Colorado Avalanche, but Jack Eichel will wear that number nine. We'll see. A, I think we'll see a ton of nine sweaters in the stands tonight. Well, we've already seen a lot of them over the course of the last uh, two, three months. But, yeah, I, I think that tonight is if you have an Eichel sweater and you've been kind of on the fence about bringing it to a game, breaking it in, so to speak, bring it tonight. A sea of nine jerseys would be phenomenal here. They were pumping them out uh, today. They've been much uh, requested <laughs> over at the Arsenal yeah, uh, with Golden Knights sweaters. So they had, they had some that were already uh, crested and uh, numbered up uh, at the the Arsenal, and they were uh, moving like uh, crazy today, moving like uh, Jack Eichel, who uh, was out at the end of practice today. Like He didn't just uh, take the, the skate and, and get off at the morning skate at Sydney National Arena. He was out there uh, late taking some, some feeds from assistant coach Ryan Craig and working on that release uh, from the middle of the hash marks. And, again, I was watching him. He's, like, top top corner, block <laughs> aside. And, and uh, that that will be uh, my go-to spot to watch, uh, whether he goes down that, uh, that road. Uh, we also uh, have one-timers coming up, news notes from around the National Hockey League and the hockey world uh, to get to as there's some uh, news coming out of Beijing to tell you about uh, on the hockey side and a big game tonight, later on tonight. Uh, on the hockey world. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, but included in Jack Eichel's debut tonight at T-Mobile Arena, uh, it's a game between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, uh, two teams that uh, went toe-to-toe in that great six-game series a year ago that really turned, even though Vegas lost game two, really turned in game two where you could see the Golden Knights uh, – taking advantage of their game plan and carrying the pace and then won four straight. Uh, this will be the second game since then, uh, but the Golden Knights uh, have uh, won the opener of the series. They play tonight, and the, uh, the measuring stick of this game is certainly out there because of what the Colorado Avalanche have done. Vegas has dealt with the adversity of the season, certainly between COVID and all the litany of injuries, and more will be impactful tonight. But the Colorado Avalanche... Uh, have not only survived and dodged uh, a lot of those injuries, but have thrived during the course of this season. Uh, a spectacular record that wows even the likes of Pete DeBoer, who's coming up on a 1,000 games coached in the National Hockey League, and he double-checks what the, goal, the, uh, the Colorado Avalanche are doing right now with their record. Yeah, I mean, the, the Colorado Avalanche have been, I would argue, the most consistent and, and probably best team in the league over the last two months, right? Like, this is a team that 
rarely loses. Then they rarely lose in regulation, and they don't lose back-to-back. So you got a lot of things kind of going um, against the Golden Knights in that regard tonight because Colorado is off, fresh off of a loss last night to Dallas Stars in regulation at home. Those three things never mm-hmm. happen to the Colorado Avalanche. Although they're the, by far the better team last night. I mean, Jake Ottinger know. was... Uh, hockey hockey is uh, is an interesting sport in that you don't necessarily need to be the best team on the ice mm-hmm. to win. They got goalied last night. Yeah. Oh, for sure, 100%. By uh, Jake Ottinger. So we'll keep an eye on this measuring stick uh, side of it, uh, where the Golden Knights find their game against the best team in the NHL right now. Like Colorado's putting together one of those seasons that uh, the seasons that uh, goes to like 1976-77 Montreal Canadiens. Uh, the 96-97 Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. Like right, right up there with, with those incredible campaigns. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning from three years ago where you're, you're entering historic figures. That's where they are past the halfway point. Uh, for Vegas, though, uh, it's not only an opportunity to, to gauge where they are. It's a turning of a page in a way. Jack Eichel's arrival has led Pete DeBoer to change his roster. Not just who's playing, Mm -hmm. but the makeup of his forward lines. And we're going to see combinations tonight that we haven't seen before. Uh, That that energy line, the fourth line, that's been so effective lately, will will remain uh, status quo with Howden and Patrick and Will Carrier. But the top three lines... Mm -hmm. This is going to be a, a really uh, fun adventure tonight, I think, for the coaching staff to see what they have chemistry-wise and effectiveness. And, and for those that, uh, that are listening to the, to the broadcast on Fox Sports Las Vegas in the arena or watching on TV because uh, it's, it's an opportunity that Pete DeBoer has taken advantage of to experiment. Yeah, I, and I think that that's the right mindset and approach to have when you've got a piece like Jack Eichel coming into the fold Uh, you've got to explore some different options to see what ends up working best for you. So, you know, I I like it from that perspective. I like the the perceived balance of what the lines are right now, the the, the top nine, so to speak. Uh, I like the idea of breaking up the misfits and just seeing if there's something there. Because if it doesn't work, you know what you have in Marcia So Carlson and Smith. You can always go back to that old chemistry. But I, I like the idea of now that you're trying to work in a guy like Jack Eichel and all he brings to the table, experiment a little bit. Try to see if there's something else you can exploit there. And some of this is dictated by the absence of Mark Stone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because Stone would, I assume, been on that line with Pacioretty and Jack Eichel. Instead, it's Pacioretty, Eichel, and Evgeny Dodonov, who will make up uh, that, that line that I expect to start the game tonight. The misfits have been separated. At least one has been taken off uh, that group. And William Carlson and Riley Smith now skate with Matthias Janmark. Mm-hmm. Marcheseau falls to Chandler Stevenson and Nick Waugh. I say falls, but they're really all, all the same uh, because you've got 
Chandler Stevenson, who for the longest time was a point-per-game player and the leading uh, point producer, and mm -hmm. Nick Waz had uh, an unbelievable season. You have two centers on that line uh, that, uh, that allow you to, to have some flexibility on face-offs. Jan Marks has certainly played some center before uh, on, uh, on the Golden Knights and uh, in his previous stops in Chicago and, and Dallas. Uh, he uh, skates with William Carlson. Then you have two centers on the, uh, the energy line with Howden and Nolan Patrick. So uh, you've got a lot of depth uh, at center ice in this lineup. Are you, are you surprised that the misfits weren't all separated, playing on three different lines? Uh, I, I'm not mainly because I, I think that a lot of coaches these days are looking in terms of pairs, right? And when you look at kind of the pair that, that can can stick together and, and create a new identity on a line, with William Carlson and Riley Smith sticking together, you've got a, enough of that familiar chemistry. You've got two guys that are excellent in, in the defensive zone, in, on the defensive side of the puck, and you you can create something out of that line that's maybe um, a, a similar construct but maybe a new-ish identity. Like I look at that line as a line that can shut things down and still create offense in transition. So um, I'm not surprised that it's not a situation that it's a it's a, it's not a situation where you have Riley Smith on a line, William Carlson on a line, Jonathan Marchessault on a line. I, I like the pair, the tandem of Carlson and Smith together. What a unique uh, transition for Riley Smith, who will not skate with Jonathan Marchessault, the most active communicator on the team <laughs> when, it, when it comes to, to, to chatting yeah. to now skating with Matthias Janmark who speaks Swedish with William Carlson and uh, William Carlson uh, said this week we, we, we like to, to freeze him out a little bit uh, exclude him it, uh, it makes it fun as, as Riley wonders what the heck's going on now they do need Riley because he comes up with a lot of the, the plans on <laughs> yeah. the faceoffs yeah. uh, uh, over the course but uh, uh, the Chandler Stevenson uh, Marcheso wall line it probably has the most mystery because uh, they all come from somewhere else. And that's saying something because Pacioretty and Dodonov have played together before, mm -hmm. but not long-term and certainly not with Jack Eichel. Yeah, what's what's really like interesting about, you know, Stevenson, Marcheseau, and, and Wah is the production between all three of those guys and where they're going to line up now essentially for the Golden Knights. Like, I would imagine it'll be listed as the third line, and I think this is kind of what I I'm talking about in terms of balance, right? Uh, Chandler Stevenson has 38 points. Jonathan Marshall has 33. One, two on this Golden Knights team. And where's Nick Waugh? Nick Waugh is, is a little further down, but he's got 22 points. So right. you're looking at 38, 33, 22 if that is kind of the construction of what your third line is going to be, and, and I know it's not going to be similar similar production, but you look at the ability to have that depth lower down the lineup and, and, and maybe exploit some matchups, like that's a good thing for the Vegas Golden Knights. And as, as I talked about total points, let's look at goals too. 20 goals on the season for Marcia, so 12 goals on the season for Stevenson, and eight goals on the year for, for Nick Waugh. You're looking at 40 goals right there uh, from those three players so far this season, and that could be part of your bottom six. Or top nine top and nine. energy line. Sure. And, and does that adjustment by Pete DeBoer in balancing out his, his lines, now he's still top heavy with Eichel and Pacioretty. Yeah, 100%. He's still, still top heavy yeah. there. And Two of the three misfits stay together, but in in bringing that that third line uh, into range with 
your leading point producer in Chandler Stevenson and uh, Jonathan Marcheseau and Nick Wall. Those three players at different times have all had stretches that have carried the team. 100%. Yep. Uh, as much as anybody on the, on the roster. Yeah. Have have carried the team for stretches was a little little shorter, but is is the top nine based on trying to manage the minutes for Jack Eichel uh, out of the gate and trying to have this three line uh, attack more than top two lines, third line, and then fourth line? Yeah, I, I like and, and calling it a third line feels a little bit disingenuous to me, right? Like I I don't look at it as so much a top six and a bottom six. I look at it as Pete DeBoer looking to roll four lines as much as possible. You've got a fourth line in in Carrier, Howden, and Patrick that have enough skill to put the puck in the back of the net because they've done that over the course of this season, but they're also going to provide you that energy. I think you have two lines that you're looking at, the, the, the Eichel line and the Marcheseau, Stevenson, and Wall line that you want production out of. You expect production out of. And then I think the production of, of say, the, the Carlson, Smith, and Yanmark line, I don't know that you're hyper-focused on that line producing at an elite clip, but where they shine is going to be their ability to, to go out and defend. So I look at it as you're trying to balance things out as best as possible. You're trying to create clearly defined roles for each of these lines but if everything works in concert in unison you should be able to roll this over and your top nine from a minutes perspective at the end of the game if you play well isn't going to be all that skewed to two lines having the lion's share of the minutes and then two lines really kind of picking up around the edges if you can roll for as much as possible i think that's what the golden knights are after here then some math Okay. Math is scary. Oh, boy. But, but, but based on the line combinations okay. that we will see at the start of tonight's game, the most productive line this season mm-hmm. is the perceived or how it will be on the on the board, yeah. the third line. Yes. And that's that Marcheseau, Stevenson, and Wah. Mm-hmm. They have 93 total points between those three players. Not bad. The next line is... The second line of Carlson, Riley Smith, and Yanmark at 66 points. Mm-hmm. The top line tonight, and this is because of injury and one player hasn't played yet. Yes. But the top line, which involves Dodonov, Pacioretty, and Eichel, mm-hmm. has 44 total points. Yep. Third, third most. And that fourth line has 37 points. Yep. Closer in line, led by uh, Brett Howden's 17th. So it, it's interesting how the numbers that you see mm-hmm. on the production more than halfway through the season, the line that's number three has the most points. And, and that is your depth that, that you speak of. That mm-hmm. that really, I'm going to, by the way, I'm going to take this and use it for the pregame show on Friday uh, for, for the L.A. Kings game because that that's really striking to me. Yeah, that, I know. The, the, way, the way that lines up and... And going with the depth side of it. And there's some wonkiness, some outliers, because Eichel hasn't played at all. But uh, it adds credence to what Pete DeBoer and Kelly McCrimmon have talked all year about the depth of this team. And, you know, again, like you are now forcing teams into situations where um, their focus isn't going to be on 
the Golden Knights' top scorers in Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marshall. So as much as it's going to be on Jack Eichel, and, and you look at the production you've gotten out of Marshall, so out of Stevenson, out of Nick Waugh, and at times the production you've gotten out of them has been when, you mentioned, Darren, they've had to kind of carry this team on their back. Chandler Stevenson put up a ton of points as the guy. Same thing with Jonathan Marsh. So same thing with Nick Waugh when he had to, to fill in for uh, William Carlson. Mm. And if you can get those guys away from the tougher matchups by virtue of where they're slotted in on, on, the, on the list of, of lines, like you might be able, again, to, and I think the hope is, create those mismatches and create those pockets within a game where you have a third line or fourth line or whatever the case, dominating play, dominating chances, and and really finding production down the lineup. You know I like nicknames. Oh gosh, don't do so this. So I've already I've already, I've already nicknamed the the stone when he comes back. No. And he goes with Pacioretty no. and I called the captain. Stop line. the captain. Stop it. That'll be the captain. Stop it. Hey, I've already planted the no, seeds. No, 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 don't don't I, plant already, seeds. No, no, I planted seeds with all the media members. Listen, okay, I I've actually I, I went out and watched practice instead of sitting yeah. at my desk in the mm-hmm. office yep. and watching from the window. Yeah. And uh how many weird looks did you get from the captains? So I, I, yeah. I came out and sat with uh, with all of our colleagues in yeah. the media mm-hmm. and dropped that line. Everybody loves it, loves it. So, so that that's the captain line. No. Then you've got the misfits and like, well, can you call them the misfits anymore? No, you can't. You, you can't. So I don't know what Carlson, Smith, and Yanmark are. Here's an idea: don't name them. Two Swedes and a Canuck. Okay. That's a little. That's a little long. That's terrible. What about Marcia So Stevenson and Waugh? Like I, there's, there's nothing that really rolls up. Well, you know I mean, what, you've got you've got you've got the biggest chirper on the team, and then you've got two guys that just quietly go about their business. You've got Monsieur MSR. <laughs> oh gosh, you're so bad at this. What, what about potpourri? You're so bad at this because they're they're kind of they've all come from somewhere else, and oh. they've been mixed together. But potpourri is not that that doesn't really work for a hockey. That's line. not a I hockey need, line. I need something. Name. I need something for that line because there's 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 it's begging. It's not for something. Let it. Why don't you do this? Like, we had the meat grinders last year. Okay, uh, for the all right, line. all right. Can can you just bear with me for a minute? You you coin money line. And then everything falls off the rails. Well, that it's it's and and, and listen. I I, I, th- I thought I'm Mark Stone not, was healthy and it was going to be I'm fine. I'm not a jinx person. I don't mm. believe in jinxes. I don't think they're real. But you and the naming of things is making me reevaluate that because I care less for your names than I do for believing in jinxes. Hmm. I need a name. You don't need for, a name for Marcia, so. Why don't you wait to see if they're, if they're a line that's going to stick together for more than a couple of games? Pete DeBoer has literally said, mm-hmm. I want to experiment. I want to be ready. I want, okay. I want to be ready. You, you it's, should It's, it's, you it's like to, Tommy from the Hyde Lounge. No, I mean, like, like, they, I, were, they were ready for Jack Eichel's yeah, debut but, tonight with all the specials. That's something that's necessary. And, and, and so you've got to be on your toes. You, you, you it got, is you unnecessary to want to name a line in their first game together. It's unnecessary. What uh, What do you make uh, on the blue line tonight? We still don't see any uh, Zach Whitecloud. Uh, Alec Martinez hasn't been activated as of yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're we're still in that 
waiting game to see exactly what that group is going to look like. Uh, like like up front, there's a couple of missing parts there uh, for for this group that that'll go tonight. Yeah, I it'll be interesting to see. I, I mean, I, I think that if you don't end up getting anything back, and, and I don't kind of expect at this point for the Golden Knights to get much of anything back, I. I think it's going to be kind of status quo on the on the back end. I think you're hoping that Nick Haig is is a, is a little bit more comfortable yeah. um, in in his uh, return from you know, battling through injury, battling through COVID, getting back in the lineup, getting his his feet back under him. I, I you know I would I would expect it to be Haig and Petrangelo. Um, I would expect it to be McNabb and Theodore. And you know for Shea Theodore, like he's been playing better. Uh, no one was particularly strong in Calgary, but there were moments oh yeah no he had a couple of moments there were moments for Shea Theodore and those moments have been you know really really um showing up on a consistent basis so I, I think defensively it's it's going to take a lot of buy-in from everybody because you know what you have to do against an incredibly talented and very offensively gifted Colorado Avalanche team. last time we saw the Vegas Golden Knights they were on the wrong end of a 6 nothing score against the Calgary Flames Robin Leonard played in that game played well like there was nothing that he could have done about that uh, game. But as we return to action for the Golden Knights, Robin Leonard will not be in the lineup tonight. He has not practiced the two days since they've been back. And uh, Laurent Brassois and Logan Thompson will be the, the goalie battery tonight. Laurent Brassois takes over again a couple of times we've seen that uh, this year. Remember, he played uh, also stepped in against the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for, for the game here in, in this building. And he'll come in against the uh, Colorado Avalanche. Uh, any concern? Uh, we, we, there's no update on, on Robin Leonard. No. Um, I mean, a, a small one, I guess, from Pete DeBoer today in which he, he said that with Robin Leonard – He's, you know, had evaluations, expecting him to play sooner than later. Doesn't seem like it's going to be anything, or at least from Pete's perspective, it mm-hmm. uh, doesn't seem like it's going to be anything that's going to linger uh, for an incredibly long period of time. Uh, is is there any concern? I think naturally there's always going to be concern when you don't have your number one goaltender, but Laurent Brossois has been phenomenal this year. He's been yeah. really good. And I think, you know, as, as Pete DeBoer kind of mentioned it today, uh, it, it might not be a bad thing right now for Laurent Brossois to play two or three three or four games in a row just to kind of get that uh that rhythm going in his game and allow robin leonard to work through whatever it is that's hampering him because the stretch run in the playoffs that's all that really matters and if you can kind of lessen that load that that leonard has taken on all year long he has been a workhorse for this golden knights team i I think it's a a net positive at the end you play three games this week colorado tonight Mm -hmm. la and then San Jose on yep. Friday and Sunday. Yep. Then you get another break. Mm-hmm. Then you face Arizona and Colorado. Yeah. So those are your next five. You got Avalanche for two. Really tough task. Then you got L.A. and San Jose kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Arizona. And it's all spaced out. Yeah, I could see. I could see. I don't know how long Leonard's going to be out. Sure. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. But if you can run him all five games, uh, if, if like that, that's not – I would consider this uh, the two Colorado games, if you can split those against that team right now, yeah, you're, you're doing well, uh, considering your injuries that you've got. Um, 
I, I could see Laurent Brassois winning four of four of those five. Like with 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 the way that he's played this year, mm-hmm. they're getting the most mileage out of a backup goaltender they've ever received in the five years of the Golden Knights. Yeah, that's that's absolutely one hundred percent true. And you know, I, like the way that I look at it, if if you can get Robin Leonard healthy, one hundred percent ready to go come March, that's what you're kind of aiming for right now for the Golden Knights. So if you're looking at the next two weeks, the next five games, riding Loren Brassois, making sure that kind of he's the guy that that you lean on heavily. And I would even play him Arizona, Colorado, back to back in that situation. Um, I, I think that you get yeah, come a break. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Coming off five days without a game, like 100 percent. So that's the the kind of the think, thinking that I have. If you can get Leonard back into the fold. 100% healthy, to get ready to go come March 1st. That's kind of the ideal scenario here. An, an important game tonight because Colorado played last night at home against Dallas. They lost, but they played last night. Uh, and we'll come in here on the uh, back end of 2-2. Two and two. When these teams meet in a week, it's Vegas who will be coming off the back-to-back. Not long travel, but mm-hmm. still back-to-back uh, after playing in Arizona and, and facing Colorado Avalanche. Take advantage of tonight. You're much fresher than the other team. Yep. Uh, you haven't played in a couple of days, and you're motivated. I don't know how much of that Calgary game sticks in the back of the mind of the Golden Knights. I think it's minimal mm-hmm. because of the the time that's that's passed. But that's also another motivating factor. And you're now in second place in the Pacific Division because of what Calgary has done against you and then to everybody else lately a chance to get back into a top spot in the Pacific Division tonight. Yeah, it's it's all important. I, I think all those things are, are factors in what I'm expecting out of everyone not named Jack Eichel. Like, what I'm expecting out of the Golden Knights, the, 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 the players that were in that game against Calgary Flames and the players that have been in the lineup night in and night out, I'm expecting an engaged, focused, really competitive, hard game. From Jack Eichel, I'm expecting the same, but I'm expecting – him to just go out there and and prove to the world in this moment on adrenaline whatever the case may be he is as advertised for this golden knights club a couple of storylines one jack eichel number two the quest to get back in the top spot in the pacific division Uh, we continue to tee it up from section 104 pregame show with ryan wallace at the top of the clock but up next it's news and notes from around the national hockey league one-timers on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. Hey, I had a cool conversation yesterday. Uh, one-timers presented by Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Uh, we have news and notes from around the National Hockey League, but uh, I chatted with Everett Fitzhugh and JT Brown. Mm-hmm. They are going to make some history tomorrow night as the first uh, all-black broadcast duo, as they uh, call the Seattle Kraken game against the Winnipeg Jets. It's on the Trip podcast. It's dropped, but uh, two cool guys. JT is really cool yeah i'm talking like threads everything (laughs) way too way too hip for me Mm -hmm. uh everett is an awesome guy he's the play-by-play he's normally the radio uh broadcaster for the seattle kraken yeah uh just a fun loving cool dude and i I just want to wish them the best of luck uh tomorrow night as they make some history in the national hockey league yeah i'm i'm right there with you and you know i'm i'm 
glad, obviously, that uh, it's, it's an off night from a game for us because that's what I'm going to be watching 100%. It'll be awesome to see. And part of the reason why it's happening, it, it's because John Forsland mm -hmm. is working the TNT game here tonight. Yep. Uh, the regular play-by-play -play voice of the Seattle Kraken. Uh, he'll be watching and calling this game on TNT uh, for the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights. So uh, just a, a little bit of self-promotion in a, in a really uh, important moment for tomorrow night. Uh, that's on the, the Chirp podcast with those two guys. Uh, Claude Giroux planning on talking about trade plans with the Philadelphia Flyers. All-time leader in virtually every category mm -hmm. for the uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yep. Should he should he explore that or? Yes, he should. Uh, okay, like thank you because well, I hate people who say I didn't want to play my whole career with one team. Blah blah blah. Claude Giroux has done literally everything that he could as a Philadelphia Flyer. He had moments, he had times, he had opportunities to win it all with Philadelphia. This Flyers team is not good. I don't know how long it's going to take for them to be good again. But I would imagine that when that time comes, Claude Giroux will be retired. So in that sense, when you are still a player that can add to a lineup and play at a high level, you owe it to yourself to give yourself the best opportunity, the best chance later on in your career to win a Stanley Cup. That's why you play. That's what you got into this league hoping to accomplish. Go, tra go, go get traded. Go win a Stanley Cup. That's what you should be doing. I'm still mad at Shane Doan for never taking a trade. Baffling uh, to uh, me. Out of Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, a lot of people thought Philadelphia was going to be good this year, or at least yeah. com more competitive yeah. than they've been. Did you watch last night's Philadelphia game? I, I, so, okay. I watched it at times during, uh, during the show mm -hmm. and had it on after, but uh, was a, I was a bit stunned that they ended up losing. So the, uh, they played the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Of course they did. Sidney Crosby, that's our, our play of the day, which we'll talk about right now. Sidney Crosby scores his 500th NHL goal. Yes. Comes on the uh, the power play, a pass from set up by Evgeny Malkin. Naturally. Yeah. Uh, Sid also had, uh, it was a multi-point game. Chris Letang was great in that game mm -hmm. last night. But Sid scores his 500th goal. And there's a couple of cool parts about it. One, mom and dad were there, mm -hmm. and, and dad used to be always around and step back. Uh, but mom and dad were there, so that was, uh, that was really cool. It's been a while. We've been waiting for this 500th goal. But it also ended up being the 50th goal against the Philadelphia Flyers. And we know that there's that rivalry mm -hmm. between Philadelphia and, and, and Pittsburgh the, and the Penn State. But 50 goals against one team. Is a that's a, a lot, lot of goals, goals yeah. against one particular team. I I don't know that there's a team outside of the Washington Capitals that Crosby loved to light up more than the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I don't know how many score he scored against the Islanders, but that's a good. I, point. I'll be yeah. I'll be curious on that one because he always seemed to to light that up. But fifty goals against your rival, your chief rival. Yeah, yeah. Flyers fans will be happy when Crosby retires. <laughs> see, you, see you later. Uh, Pittsburgh, like, are you buying in? I have to now. They, they, they were down 4-2 in that game yeah. and managed to find a way to win that game yeah. in, in overtime. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I got to be now. It, it, I, 
I kind of live in this moment, or I, I teeter on this line where, especially with a, with a guy like Sidney Crosby, when you're starting to ask him to do a lot of the heavy lifting at this stage of his career, not that I don't think he can do it, but you know, it's just a, a big ask for a guy that isn't in his prime but is still very productive. And in the, the season that he's putting up right now, uh, the defensive metrics for Sidney Crosby, literally everything that he does across the board, he's been all-world again this season. And I, I guess this is going to cause me to reevaluate um, the the long-standing tradition of you don't bet against I Sidney Crosby. I told you. Because I did it one time. One time in my life I've bet against Sidney Crosby, and it's making me look really, really stupid right now. Pittsburgh Penguins are tied for second in the NHL standings Yeah, right now. You can stop talking anytime Tied you want Tied for second. To. Okay. And that, that just blows me away. It's, it's crazy. It's uh, ridiculous. But Sid Sid last night comes out and, and scores the goal, mm-hmm. and the whole bench comes off and celebrates. Yeah. They, they, they had approval to do that. Yeah. Otherwise, it would be delay a game. <laughs> but it was, it was very, like, 1970s-ish when teams would just pour off the bench and celebrate any goal. <laughs> the sixth goal in a 6-3 game like it, it used to happen all the time and uh, that was that was cool to to see what they did last night but uh, uh fun to watch what he was able to do last night and be so instrumental in in the in the comeback but when you look at his numbers this year like sydney he didn't play at the start of the year mm-hmm. he's coming off the, the wrist surgery yeah but he's got 32 points in 38 games he's if it was over a full season, he'd be tracking uh, like an, an eighty-five point season this year. I, I so mean, forty-six games, he'd be tracking just shy of a hundred points. Yeah, the thing with the thing with Sidney Crosby again, like it's it's astounding to me that he's able to continue to put up the numbers. Uh, but you know, I, I think that the the way that he plays the game, right, like the most talented grinder you're going to find in hockey. A guy that just has an unlimited motor. He goes to the corners. He's all over the offensive zone. He's got great vision. Like, all of the things that set him apart from everybody else, I think are going to age really well for him into, into like, the age 37, 38, 39 seasons. And if that's the case, it shouldn't surprise me that he's still putting up numbers like this. He's about a year and a half younger than Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah. We've watched uh, Ovechkin's cooled off a l- lately, but but to be in a hundred point conversation mm-hmm. where he is right now, that's wild. And the the fascinating thing for me with Ovechkin and Crosby, and it's one of the things that highlights just kind of how dominant they've been throughout their careers, but how different they are. Sidney Crosby is about eight or ten points off of the career totals for Alex Ovechkin. Both guys are in and around 13, 20, 13, 30 points. Sidney Crosby's done it in about 150 to 200 less games than Alex Ovechkin. So overall production, a lot of it because Sidney Crosby's more of a facilitator than a goal scorer uh, coming from assists. But the numbers for Crosby overall in his entire career are just astounding. When you when you look at it from a points-per-game perspective, like there's no one better in his era than Sidney Crosby. Uh, you guys make fun of me because I talk about the ghosts with the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Uh, the ghosts may have to lace them up again. They, no, I mean, they may not have any players left 
by the National Hockey League trade deadline. Yeah. Okay. Tyler Toffoli's already yep. gone yep. to Calgary. Yep. And Ben Chirot and Jeff Petrie are the two much talked about defensemen. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like Chirot's. Ken Hughes had already said they, they've had big conversations with teams. There's lots of teams calling right now mm-hmm. for, for Ben Chirot. He's, yep. uh, he's up at the, the end of this year. And he could be traded today. This is Hughes, uh, the general manager's comment. Could be traded today. Could be traded in two weeks. <laughs> but but he did not, did not say <laughs> he won't be, or he not, may not be traded at all. So it's, that's not breaking news, but I yeah. find it refreshing that uh, that Hughes comes out and says something like that. Uh, as for Jeff Petrie, that's a different one. And I love Jeff Petrie. Mm-hmm. I thought, what a steal that was. Uh, Von Karpin, uh, who, who runs everything from a uh, player personnel perspective uh, with Vegas and pro scouting and looking at that side of it. Yep. Uh, he worked for Montreal when they acquired Jeff Petrie. Like that, that gives you an idea. That was a steal. Mm-hmm. From from the Edmonton Oilers, uh, Petrie hasn't been as great like everybody else in Montreal, but there's a lot of talk about Jeff Petrie being moved, and Hughes says it has to work because Jeff still has three years on his contract. We can we believe he can help our team, but uh, if there's a trade there, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll wait. That's uh, I I wouldn't trade Jeff Petrie. I wouldn't either, um, but I I think it really kind of boils down to what are the Montreal Canadiens trying to do is it is it a strip it all down to the studs and rebuild or are you hoping to kind of retool a little bit over a shorter span I don't know what the philosophical ideal is there but um I I don't like if you trade Jeff Petrie you're just going to be looking for another Jeff Petrie why not just stick with Jeff Petrie unless Jeff Petrie doesn't want to be in Montreal. Can't imagine why he wouldn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Plus the taxes. Taxes playing for a, a Quebec team. Yeah, I mean, like, I if I like if I were Jeff Petrie in this situation, I'd want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Alexander Ovechkin scored. Mm-hmm. 16th time. Yep. 16th time he scored 30 goals. Eh, pretty good. It's not even the record. I know. That record, comes next uh, year is, uh, is Mike Gartner. Well, two years. Buddy Gartz. Yeah, it'll be two years for Ovechkin to break the record there. He'll it's do it. It's amazing that Mike Gartner scored 30 goals for 17 straight years and never won a cup. Hockey Hall yeah. of Famer. Crazy. I used to play uh, pickup hockey, well, well morning hockey, because he owns a, a little rink, a, a, like one of those mini rinks. Yeah. We play three on three. Yeah. Uh, they actually built them for kids to have more touches, mm-hmm. and adult leagues just took them over. Because you didn't need as many players for men's league, yeah. And uh, so we used to play Monday and Thursday mornings, bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of bunch of NHLers. And when he'd score, he'd just skate by and go, and give his uh, career goal total. <laughs> you must have heard that a lot. Yeah, yeah. That guy could, <laughs> he could, man, he could shoot, man, he could shoot, and competitive. What a competitive guy he is. But both uh, like Gartner did that a lot of time with the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. So the, that that fan base has seen two of the most amazing goal scorers in the NHL. Yeah, must be nice. Really nice. Uh, we're going to see one of the best uh, in the game uh, tonight uh, to celebrate uh, against the Colorado Avalanche. We're going to give you an opportunity to win tickets to see the Colorado Avalanche the next time they visit, which is in about a week. 
February 26th as the Colorado Avalanche uh, will return to T-Mobile Arena. I wonder what we'll know then that we don't know now about so many things. Robin Ladder, Alec Martinez, Mark Stone, and of course the play of Jack Eichel. Uh, we'll give you an opportunity to win two tickets. Uh, be caller number. Let's go 15. 15. Uh, the phone number is 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. Be caller number 15. And you win two tickets to see the Colorado Avalanche and the Vegas Golden Knights on February 26th. Uh, back with Catching Up with Jared Justice next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. This time of the show, usually reserved for Chris Chapman's uh, unique perspective on the hockey world. Uh, Chapman is en route to the south of France right now because that's the way he rolls. Jared Justice with the program for the next uh, few days. So we turn it over to you, sir. Okay, so I basically always use this as a more of a Q&A about like hockey history. Mm -hmm. And so here's my question. Montreal. <laughs> okay. Okay. Was that right? Was there ever a point, and maybe there was in like the 50s, but like it doesn't feel like there's any thick boys. Like there's not like any like fat dudes that play hockey. Mm, no, there's guys that have been out of shape. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know, one guy was Keith Kachuk, who after the lockout mm. reported to camp, and that didn't go over very well. He was uh, he was on the um, heavier side of things, so. Not that I would classify him in any way, shape, or form as out of shape. Dustin Bufflin is a monster. Oh, he a, yeah, he was a big boy. Monster of a man. So that would be kind of the closest comparable to what I think you're looking for, Jared. Phil Kessel looks out of shape. But he's and in he just, shape. Like, he's in shape, and yeah. he goes up and down the ice and gets it done. He just looks out of shape, so it doesn't really make sense in, in that regard. Uh, but... Yeah, it's. Would you? Like, there, I think in the in the eighties and the seventies and eighties, there's there's uh, people that were definitely rotund. Well, the only reason I bring it up is because so with Ben Roethlisberger retiring from football, we've sort of no longer have the fat QB anymore. There used to be this kind of this string of quarterbacks that were just like, as they were getting older, it was like, yikes, he's out of shape. Jim Plunkett. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, like kind yeah. of looks like a an egg with legs. He had and, a bad face mask too. Plunkett. I just don't understand. Like, so is it, is it just like okay? That once you hit that certain body type, it's like yeah, that guy can't skate anymore. Go watch Men's Lake. <laughs> well, that's okay. They go. Guys, they go guys play can Men's still League. skate. Yeah, guys can still skate. Those those are the bad guys when when they look out of shape and everything, and then they come down and they dangle everything. And you go, how'd that happen? They know how to glide. How good would that guy be if he was in shape? Elite. Yeah. <laughs> On a Thursday night at CNA. Yeah. I mean, oh. then again, anybody that goes up against you might look elite. Yeah, very much. Uh, very much so. Uh, Jack Eichel has uh, has looked elite, and Jack Eichel will look elite uh, again tonight. He makes his Vegas Golden Knights debut against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the pregame show is coming up with Ryan Wallace uh, on the other side of the hour. This is going to be so much fun. I'm calling. Uh, well, I'll save it because I'm going to join you in the pregame show. Yep. But I'm calling for a night 
for Jack Eichel. Uh, stick around for that. Uh, uh, thanks to uh, you for listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, the lead-up to this one and uh, what's on tap for the Vegas Golden Knights. Superstar, ready to go. The Golden Knights, Colorado Avalanche, pregame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas is next.